The Minnesota Wild pick up a 4-1 to win over the Anaheim Ducks. The scoreless streak is over, and we have a lot to discuss on tonight's Locked on Wild postcast. You are Locked on Wild postcast, part of Locked on Sports Minnesota, your team every day. Welcome into another Locked on Wild postcast. Seth Topol joined by Kevin Gorg, recapping a 4-1 to win for the Minnesota Wild against the Anaheim Ducks tonight. Kevin, we saw much better zone presence tonight by the Wild and uh, multiple lines that were able to, uh, to do some nice things. It felt like it just needed to be that one goal to kind of get things going and who else to do it. Then Kirill Kaprizov, the nifty tip on the power play, and after that, looked like the Wild were much more at ease than they've been over the last few games. Yeah, you just kind of had a feeling that 97 was going to have a big game tonight. After leaving the game early last night, the controversial call, uh, they get that thing rectified. He gets back on the ice. He looked like he had his legs. He was motivated and just see that uh, deflection on the power play in the high slot. I'm sure everybody on the wild bench had a huge sigh of relief, but that's what you have to have from your go-to players, from your star players, when you're going through a tough stretch, they've got to step up. And I thought he did tonight in a big, big way. You know, you, we got the full kind of complete package in this one tonight. You've got uh, a couple of goals in five on five. You've got a couple of power play goals, good goaltending, good penalty kill. And so for a team that has been putting the pieces together, it was nice to get the entire thing in this game tonight. Yeah, you're playing a team that you're better than. I don't think the Anaheim Ducks are going to be in the playoff conversation. Uh, the special teams, as you talked about, were good. I thought what gets lost in the shuffle was a really solid performance by uh, Philip Gustafson in goal. He made some giant saves early when that game was still uh, up for grabs, and I think he gave the team some confidence too because – when you're going through a tough stretch, you know, you're not going to be able to score a lot of goals. You get down in that hockey game, it's going to be a problem. And how about a tip of the hat to wild video coach Jonas Plum for that awesome review on the offsides. That was another big momentum changer for the Minnesota Wild tonight, I thought. That was a great goal by, uh, by Zegris. Unfortunately, didn't, uh, <laughs> didn't end up factoring into the scoring. But, uh, yeah, that was, a, that was a pivotal moment in the game. And uh, tip of the cap to Matt Dumba for coming away with his first goal, it's been an up-and-down start to the year for Dumba, but good to see him uh, finally be able to break through. And maybe that'll open some things up for Matt. He clearly has not been playing uh, up to his standards. He'd be the first person to tell you that. He puts a ton of pressure on himself. That probably plays into the stretch of hockey we've just seen from number 24. But I thought he made a great play on that goal, went to open ice. Dean Evison's always talked about it. We trust our D to jump up and make plays and uh, – it's a five-man group out there that'll cover up for each other, and and certainly to see him score that goal, that's got to feel awfully good for him, and I think it could lead to some good things. Um, all four lines it seemed like had really nice moments in this one tonight, and uh, you know you look at the uh, the line of uh, the the Rossi line tonight. I thought had some really nice moments. They they get an opportunity to give Dumba the goal, but uh, just kept attacking and uh, really set the offense up to just sustain all that zone time. Yeah, I think against Anaheim, you're going to have a little more space than you probably had last night in Los Angeles than you might have in a couple of nights in Seattle. But give the Wild credit. It's one thing to have the space. It's another thing to go out there and do something with it. So they're more creative players. You mentioned Marco Rossi. 
Matt Zuccarello, Matt Boldy, they had some room to operate. And this team's blessed with a lot of skilled players. When you give them some space in the offensive zone, good things are going to follow. And I thought Minnesota had some confidence to their game tonight. And I'm certain that that now, you know, moving forward, they'll get back to who they really are. Very good chance we see the grief line uh, together on Friday night. For sure, Greenway's back. There's a decent chance Marcus Foligno returns. God, could that be a shot in the arm for this team just to have some stabilization to that front line? Um, we'll talk about that here uh, in just a little bit more in detail, but I did want to talk power play one as well. Um, that unit able to break through for a couple of goals, Kirill Kaprizov helping kind of uh, spark them, but good to see the power play get back to the things that we have expected from them uh, after a uh, slow couple of games over the last few. And we hadn't seen a lot of chances on the power play. That was a real problem against the Kings a couple nights or the night before. And to get some, you know, opportunities to set up in the zone and make plays, this has always been a power play this season, at least, that if they've had the zone time, they've created grade A chances. And they're just a better team from point A to point B. They've been better in the faceoff circle. They've been better getting from their zone into the attacking zone. And now to get a chance to have a night where you go two for six on the power play, you have a five on three. These things are critical into making a power play go and having them feel good about their game. And I think tonight that will be a nice stepping off point for Minnesota now into the weekend. Big showdown with the Kraken who are red hot on Friday, home game back on Sunday. You need this power play to go right now. Five on five, they're just not scoring a ton of goals. That power play I thought made a difference tonight and it can certainly make a difference when they close out this road trip in two nights. All this talk about all the good things and just completely forgot to talk about the penalty kill, which is nine for their last nine and really was sensational against the Kings. And the Ducks had a couple of opportunities tonight. Penalty kill just keeps on clicking. Most important penalty killer is always the goalie, but it goes deeper than that, Seth. You make a great point, and this was a very big point of emphasis for Dean Evison and this coaching staff in the offseason. And, and we got to training camp, and they worked a ton in training camp on this aggressive nature to the penalty kill. They've got a team that can skate. So you can't do this if you have a team that's slow and, and clompy, but this team can move. They've got players at both the, the, the defensive side and the forward side that have skill and speed. So play aggressive, use your speed, make them make two or three good passes to beat you. Now you're going to look foolish uh, a handful of times this year because the NHL you know, has some high-end players, and you look at Colorado and some of the power play weapons they have, they're going to beat you sometimes. They're just going to make some plays. But if you're aggressive and get after them, you're also going to make life very difficult, and they're not going to ever get real comfortable against you. Minnesota Wild winning tonight 4-1. to one. They will take on the Seattle Kraken on Friday. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about the hopeful return of the grief line to the lineup. All that and more as we continue today's Locked on Wild postcast. After a word from our sponsors, BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league that exists. From football to basketball to soccer to esports, they've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. They're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. So head to their website today or use your mobile device to learn more at BetOnline, where the game starts. 
Minnesota Wild win 4-1 to one over the Anaheim Ducks. They improved to 6-6-1 six, six, and one on the season. Kevin, the Seattle Kraken, no slouch on Friday, and uh, the Wild found that out the hard way last Thursday. So a chance for some revenge here. And signs pointing to the hopeful return of Marcus Foligno to the lineup. Uh, I think we have seen plenty so far this season just how big of an impact those guys have when healthy and all on the ice together. You're right, and I think it gets magnified against a team like Seattle who boasts one of the three biggest blue lines in the National Hockey League. And this has been the template to slow down the Minnesota Wild. Big, rugged teams on the back end have given the Wild problems over the years. And if Wild fans need a reminder, outside of the 4 nothing blanking that the Kraken put on them last week in St. Paul, go back to that playoff series against the St. Louis Blues. It was a big-time difference maker in that series. So to get the grief line back together, to get some size back on the front end for this group, going against a defensive group from Seattle that's big, strong, and with Dave Haxtall coaching, plays with an edge to their game, I think that is a huge, huge feather in the hat of the Minnesota Wild and could make a big difference to help them get some revenge in this game. And there will be interesting decisions to be made in the lineup as well, especially coming off of a game like we saw tonight where up and down the lineup you had guys that were giving good minutes. They're not all going to be able to play, and so the hope being that you're going to get a lot of guys who are trying to build off of this to make sure that they stay with this team as the season goes forward. I can guarantee you one thing. Uh, actually, it's two. Connor Dewar and Mason Shaw will be in the lineup. I, uh, from the conversations I've had with the coaching staff and seeing what Connor Dewar did tonight, going up there against Bolio, who's bigger and stronger and a much better fighter, uh, and then Mason Shaw just continues to be a pest against every team he plays. I know Dean Everson well enough, and I know this coaching stuff, and there's no way those two guys are coming out of the lineup. With Cramarosa scoring that goal, it is going to make it interesting uh, how they how they play this out. And, you know, again, you, you want that grief line back together. You want competition for ice time. And, and you know, again, in, a, in an organization that's got some depth right now, you want it to be a big deal just to get in the lineup. And so there are going to be some, some disappointed guys, no doubt about it. Uh, but if you're Dean Everson, you like that because they're going to come back just a little more hungry the next time they might get an opportunity. And final one to uh, to kind of wrap things up, you know, after a, another solid performance by Philip Gustafson, I would imagine the team will go back to Flurry for uh, Friday night's game against the Kraken, but got to be a huge lift for Dean Evison to know now that he has two goalies that are playing some really good hockey in the event that Flurry maybe needs a, a, an extra breather out of his normal kind of rest period you got two guys that are more than capable of stepping up. It's huge. And when you look at the 82-game schedule and, you know, you don't really question much that Marc-Andre Fleury does, the way he prepares, the way he practices, the energy he brings to every game he plays. But he's going to be 38 later this month, and you don't want him playing 65 games. That's just a fact. And Gustafson now has put together a string of very, very good starts. He got his first win in a wild sweater tonight, both the game in Detroit which was his last start and the start tonight at critical moments in the hockey game, he made big saves, not just regular saves, the kind of saves that give a team momentum. And so I would not be surprised to see Dean Everson get Gustafson back in the net this weekend. Maybe not till Sunday. I would expect Marc-Andre Fleury to play Friday against Seattle. He was brilliant against the Kings last night, but it's the one thing that you had a question to Mark about going into the season. You said, if, 
if you get goaltending, you know, this team is going to be a playoff team. And right now, Flurry looks like the Flurry that the Wild thought they were getting at the trade deadline. And Gustafson has far exceeded most expectations so far. Long way to go, but uh, you have to feel really, really good right now if you're a Minnesota Wild fan, what these two goaltenders are doing. They seem to be feeding off each other. I'm not going to understate the influence of goaltending coach Freddie Shabbat. Watching that last road trip when he spent numerous days uh, with the laptop open, working on some clips with both goalies. This guy is a guru, and he's getting the most out of these two guys, and I think it's going to be great to see that competition in the blue paint. Minnesota Wild pick up the win 4-1 to one over the Anaheim Ducks, and this has been yet another Locked on Wild postcast. Thank you to those that tuned in to uh, hang out after the game, and uh, always fun, win or lose, to break it down with Kevin Gorg. Kevin, thank you for the time. And uh, for listeners, make sure you are checking out Locked on Wild all week long so that you don't miss out on any news related to the Minnesota Wild. We've got new episodes coming your way every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked on Sports Podcast Network.